I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my creative healing course is filled with hours of exclusive content. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about vulnerability and relationships. Not easy to do. No, not anywhere near as easy as it sounds. And anytime you get vulnerable, you are at risk of being hurt. We have to be honest, right. we have to be upfront, right? Absolutely, and I'm gonna talk about that in this article. But vulnerability is an in-term. And it's because Brene Brown, who is a very highly respected um, psychologist, has re recently written a book about it um, called Daring to Love. And it's a concept that's being talked about and cited a lot these days. So I thought it might be worthwhile talking about it. Okay. All right. So, um, self-sufficiency and autonomy are wonderful, and we all want it. Okay. But we also want intimacy. And in a really healthy relationship, it's one of the few times in life you can have it both ways. Because if you have a really healthy relationship, you have the intimacy, and this person is also going to let you have your autonomy. Okay? So that both of you get it both ways, which is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? But you may hear a lot about vulnerability and see it on the TV and on the computer and so forth. Yeah. And what it really refers to is opening up to our partner can make us feel vulnerable and exposed. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. But and when somebody leaves you, it makes you feel not only, even yeah. more exposed. I went to all the trouble and gut-wrenching work of exposing myself to you, and you just said, no, thank you. Yep. That's... That's really where it is, I think. Yeah. Now, we're not telling you to be vulnerable no. in front of your ex right now. Nope. Because that, Lord knows that'll probably scare them, right? But we're just saying, if you're in a healthy relationship, you want to be aware of this. Or if you're exploring being vulnerable to somebody new. Right. Um, but be careful of it. It's not an easy thing to do. And thank you for saying that, Craig. Um, because I feel like we're telling everybody to be vulnerable when they may not be ready to do it at all. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we always guard against that. All right? So let's talk more about what it is. Vulnerability is often seen as a weakness, but it's actually a strength. Dr. Brene Brown, a renowned expert on vulnerability, explains it's really about sinking into the joyful moments in life. Okay. Daring to show up and let ourselves be seen. And there's a, a phrase that's been used forever. It was originally an art phrase. If you're going to make a statue of somebody, should you make them look perfect or should you have the statue with warts and all? Okay. So if you're really talking about being vulnerable, you're going to reveal yourself physically and emotionally, warts and all, okay? And it's not easy to do, and it's not easy to trust that much. No, it is not. No, it isn't, okay? 
Especially if you grew up in a home where you didn't feel safe. That's it, exactly. Um, and then, you know, while you make, make vulnerability a goal, it's never good to rush into thing, anything you're not ready for. No. Okay? Um, she writes, When we shut ourselves off from vulnerability, we distance ourselves from the experience that brings purpose and meaning to our lives. And I believe that our friend Susan Johnson says the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, that out of vulnerability comes love and closeness and all those wonderful things. Um, and remember that Brene Brown calls her book Daring to Love. Mm -hmm. Okay. In her landmark book, Daring to Love, Dr. Brown defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Okay? Uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. That's serious stuff. Given this definition, the act of falling in love is the ultimate risk. I couldn't agree more. All right? You open yourself to someone like that, and once you do that, then you're probably going to be in a pretty intimate position. Mm -hmm. And that takes an enormous risk to be ready to do that. Yeah. All right? Love is uncertain. It's inherently risky because our partners could leave without a moment's notice, betray us, or stop loving us. Dr. Brown cautions that putting ourselves out there means there's a greater risk of being criticized or feeling hurt. Okay? Yeah. Um, and my comment on all of this is, it's no wonder we need those happy hormones to fall in love because it makes no logical sense whatsoever. All right? No. Yeah, I'm going to open myself totally to you, show you all my warts, um, and then I'm going to put myself in a position where if you go away, I'm going to be miserable. So like I say, we need the happy hormones to let ourselves in for this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's too bad those hormones go away after a couple of That's years. That's the sad part. Where'd yeah. you go, hormones? Come yeah, back. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> Why did Mother Nature do that? <laughs> yeah. She, she wanted us to propagate before they went away. Mm -hmm. That's what Mother, Mother Nature always wants babies. I know, but why doesn't Mother Nature let those hormones stay? Uh, we'll have to have a word with her. Um, there was a wonderful ad, probably before most people's time, of this wonderful woman in a forest with a rainbow, dressed up in a white sort of gown. Um, and she's saying it's about a margarine ad. It's an ad for margarine. And Mother Nature mm -hmm. makes, the, makes thunder happen. And she's talking about margarine, and she's saying, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Mm. So it was an ad for real butter. And she was not happy with margarine. Uh -huh. So it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. So if you remember that ad, then you have a picture of Mother Nature in your head. Okay. Take a moment to consider that you might be sabotaging relationship after relationship if you don't get to the root of your fear of being vulnerable, which is probably what often happens to avoidant folks. Okay? They may have failed relationship after failed relationship, and they may get to a certain point of closeness, but when it comes to actually being able to be vulnerable, they can't quite do it. Yeah. Okay? Well, they may have never done it. They may have never done it. And they may have never felt safe enough to do it, as you wisely pointed out. Mm -hmm. If you're afraid of showing weakness or exposing yourself to your partner, you might not be aware that your fear is preventing you from being totally engaged in the relationship. Mm -hmm. You might be freezing out the opportunity to love because you're afraid 
to let your authentic self shine through and to share your innermost thoughts, feelings, and wishes. Okay? Now, if you were verbally abused as a child, how scared would you be? You know, if you were told you were not good and you're not good enough and you were ugly and you were dumb and all those things. Why would you want to be vulnerable Why to anybody? Why possibly would you want to be vulnerable? And the answer is because you want an intimate relationship. But as I often advise avoidant folks, you don't learn it overnight. You risk it for five minutes at a time. And then two months from then, if it was okay, maybe ten minutes. So it's something that you learn to do and you learn to do slowly. Okay? Um, and we all know about um, avoidant people, and they may try it for 10 minutes and be terrified for two months. If you want to be with an avoidant person, you have to understand that it will take time and that they'll have to feel safe a number of times before they can trust. Yeah. Okay? Um, so you might be freezing out the opportunity for love because you're afraid. Well, we, we get that. What drives your fear of being vulnerable with your partner? Apparently, this is what Dr. Brown asks people who come to her about how to do vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And she said, says first, what drives your fear of being vulnerable with your partner? Are you fearful of exposing parts of your personality that your partner may find unacceptable? Okay. Uh -huh. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that we all have all kinds of parts of, of, you know, being needy and overbearing at some points and all kinds of things. All right. Does keeping a distance make you feel safe and in control of your emotions? And there again, we would have the avoidance saying, if I get too close, you know, this could become overwhelming. Um, are you, are feelings of shame stopping you from exposing your true feelings or talking about tough topics. Now, shame, I'll just re read you a brief definition. Shame is a painful feeling of humiliation, of distress, caused by awareness of wrongs that, or foolish behavior that we, or inadequacy that we have done in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay? The best definition of shame I ever heard was it's a feeling of being little and naked and vulnerable, okay? But it's a sense of feeling that you're really not worthy and that you've done and been some things that are just terrible. Um, or do you fear that your partner will abandon or betray you, okay? And that's always a fear. We all have built-in abandonment fears, okay? So it four, really... Four big questions you can... Yeah. Five big questions yeah. you could ask yourself. Yeah. Um, yes, they're big questions. For many... A fear of intimacy may translate into having relationships with partners you know are not right for you because they don't get too close. I had never thought of it quite that way, but it does make sense. Yep. Yeah. And then in case I didn't get it, I talked with someone very recently um, who was exactly in that situation, and that's what his potential partner had done. He would have many short-term surface relationships. Um, and never actually get too close, right? One of the first questions I ask my clients is, what is it that stops you from being vulnerable and intimate with your partner? She doesn't ask, what do you think your partner should do differently? No, she asks, what's stopping you? Surprisingly, most individuals answer, I'm not sure. 
My response is that it's time to examine their fear of vulnerability and the ways they might be sabotaging their relationships. Yep. Okay. And you need to do this for yourself because if you're going to have healthier relationships, you need to be more aware of things like this. Yes, you do. Uh, and you need to kind of work through your own issues and your own stuff. There's some big questions that you could think about from this article. Yes. And start to look at your own self. And I have another page for you from a different writer who's a psychiatrist. And I liked what he said as well. So he says, so what can you do if you're paralyzed by fear or unable to risk being vulnerable with your partner? First, you need to acknowledge it. We always say that, don't we? Um, first, you need to acknowledge it. Fear doesn't go away on its own. It tends to morph into something else and hide. Um, did you ever notice that trying to be perfect and walking on eggshells doesn't work because it drains you of your energy? So here are the top reasons why vulnerability in a relationship can lead to intimacy. Okay. Vulnerability increases our sense of worthiness and authenticity. Well, if we're able to do it, it certainly would encourage those wonderful feelings of being worthy of this kind of love and being authentic, being real about who we are. Okay. okay? Vulnerability helps us feel close and connected to our partner, yet achieve our own sense of identity. Like I said, the one time you can have it both ways. Okay? Mm -hmm. Being vulnerable helps us ask for what we want and avoid stonewalling or shutting down and distancing, distancing ourselves. True. And many people feel weak if they're able to tell their partner what they want and need. Okay? And then if the partner asks questions, they just shut down. And I hear that a lot, that I will try to discuss X, Y, and Z with my partner and they just shut down. Okay? Um, if you come from a difficult family, often you learn to do that to survive. Yeah. Um, being vulnerable allows us to trust in others and become fully engaged in an intimate relationship. Being vulnerable allows us to open our heart to give and receive love fully. Um, according to Dr. Brown, disengagement is the most dangerous factor that erodes trust in a relationship. That means pulling back. Okay. Sure. Yeah. The only way to avoid this is to risk being vulnerable with your partner by asking for help, standing up for yourself, sharing unpopular opinions, and having faith in yourself and your partner. Okay? Wait till you hear about my politics, you're going to faint. <laughs> okay? This is all tough stuff to work through. Very, very tough. Um, the ultimate risk is allowing yourself to fall in love, which requires letting go of control and of the fear of being hurt or abandoned. Yeah. Okay. And good if, luck with that. Just yeah, good luck with that. Let go of the fear of being hurt and abandoned. Yeah, I'll just let go of that now. That's what I will do is I will stand up and I'll walk across the room and I'll say, all right, now I'm letting go of this. It's not possible. The other vision I have is opening the window and saying, well, I'm getting rid of these feelings now. Here's the window. Mm. Anger, grief, and misery. You just leave now. Okay? Yeah. Well, biologically, I don't think we're hardwired to be able no. to let go of that. No, we have to work through it. And I always think of Pandora's box. You know, the old story about Pandora, who had this little wooden box, and somebody insisted on knowing what was in it. And when she opened it, it was all the ills of the world. You know? Um, so... I, I want to be very clear that vulnerable is in 
and be very careful with it. We recommend it absolutely if you can do it, but a work at, a at it slowly. Yeah. A little at a time. Yeah. A little at a time. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be overwhelming. Yes, it's going to be overwhelming. And there's just a couple of other little philosophical re reflections in here. Um, and what it says is basically we're going to lose a partner. If we get so vulnerable and so love this person and so open up to this person, inevitably, one of us is going to die. One of us is going to leave. Something is going to happen to end the relationship. So Dr. Brown says, get it while you can. Okay? But the thoughts of losing it again can be overwhelming also. Yeah. Okay? Tough stuff. Tough stuff, but worthwhile stuff. And it's a topic you're going to hear about these days. And you can't just quickly decide, I'm going to be vulnerable today. No. And don't try. Or okay? nor, nor should you just expect somebody no. to do it, too. No, no. All right. All Good right. stuff there. That's fairly heavy stuff. But if you listen to us, take a shower and light your wonderful aromatherapy candle, it will help you become vulnerable. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Give Margaret a thumbs up for her research on this. Uh, let us know in the comments if you enjoyed this topic and if you think we should cover it again. And of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. And of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you think I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.